0: Hey, everybody, it's Chuck Gatica here for a Healthier Michigan podcast. We've been doing something a little different for a few episodes. We were recently invited up to the Mackinac Policy Conference up on Mackinac Island. So I got to go with the Blue Cross team and we had a great opportunity to talk to some of the attendees about their own personal health and wellness journeys and then find out how some of them are actually impacting health initiatives right in their own backyard. We hope you enjoy these bonus episodes and we will be back bringing you our next regular episode on June 13th. On today's bonus episode, we'll be talking with the President and Chief Executive Officer of CMS Energy and its principal subsidiary, Consumers Energy, Patty Poppy; President of the Small Business Association of Michigan, Brian Calley, Senior Vice President over Public Affairs and Communications of Michigan Health and Hospitals Association, Ruthie Sutterth, and the President and CEO of Alzheimer's Association Greater Michigan Chapter, Jennifer Leppard. To kick things off, we'll chat with Patty Poppy. She is the president and CEO of Consumers Energy, which serves 1.8 million electric customers and 1.7 million natural gas customers.
1: Well, Patty, good to see you. Nice to be with you, Chuck. So, what a treat.
0: Well, it's uh it actually we've had delightful weather. Everybody
1: seems to think they need to tell me that this has been the nicest stretch of three (laughs) or four days of weather. And I'm like, yeah, it's okay. It's good. Well, I've been telling people as a utility executive, I get two tickets with Mother Nature, and I used them for these two days. That's the conference chair I thought was important. And since I don't have to do a repeat performance, (laughs) I'm just sticking to that. So why
0: is this conference important to you and your team? Because you're represented well here.
1: You know... Consumers' energy's success and well being is directly linked to the success and well being of Michigan. We're all Michigan, we're long Michigan, yeah. you know. And so the only time we win is when Michigan is winning and thriving. That's when our company thrives. And so this conference is such an opportunity to be a force for good that we wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's been an amazing week. So, one of the themes here
0: has been love Michigan, yeah. and you're saying that really in different words. But there's a mutual love affair between consumers and, and the state, right?
1: Yeah, I really am taking the stand that this might be the first time that the word love has been uttered so many times <laughs> from this stage. In fact, uh, Nolan Finley said, I'm getting a little tired of this kumbaya business. Uh, yeah. uh, but, you know, we um, are proud to, we, uh, we do love Michigan. And there's something funny about Michiganders, right? We do love Michigan. We're kind of crazy about it because it's so special and so beautiful, and uh, we treasure it as much as everybody else.
0: You know, there are only, I think, two states in America, Michigan, maybe Minnesota, where you say, I'm going up north. So I think people in Michigan tend to embrace more fully the whole state. Even if you only go up north or downstate once a year, I think we tend to think of the whole state as our state. Where when I grew up in Chicago, I never really thought of Springfield as a place. You know, right. I would go hang out. I'm not you know going what Downstate. I mean? Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't the same. Yeah. So this is just different.
1: It is different, and and just so beautiful. Yeah. And you know, and I know how much Blue Cross cares about the well-being of our citizens and and our version of that is caring for the environment and these natural resources that we all love so much.
0: Yeah. So what are the things you love about Michigan? Like how, how do you get involved in things, even in the outdoors? What do you love about the state? Yeah, well, personally?
1: I, I live on one of those beautiful inland lakes, yeah. uh, down out in Jackson County. In fact, my husband and I celebrated our 25th wedding anniversary a couple weeks Congrats. ago. And he said, where do you want to have dinner? I said, at the end of the dock Yeah. and there's no place more beautiful. We get a Gorgeous sunset every night. My blood pressure drops when I pull in the driveway. And so I just think um, Michigan has a multitude of treasures, but there's no doubt clean water is a big part of that.
0: Do you get out and use it? Are you a kayaker or a, what oh, do you yes. do? Oh, yes, we're yeah. water skiers. Are you? Most, yeah, oh, we're are old you?
1: school. Yeah. <laughs> we have a water school. We club. We, do, yeah. we have a show with pyramids and trick Come skiers on. and all that. Yeah, we're really into it. And you're do, you're watching or you're out there? Uh, I am the MC for the festivities. Well, there are no <laughs> I, small parts. Yeah, I'm not going to break my ankle on one of those things. And what about here? You feel like you're getting in. You're working off
0: breakfast. I mean, have you been paying attention to how much walking and doing you Yeah, I definitely in? have
1: been walking and doing, yeah. so that's been good. I don't count my—well, I do sort of passively count my steps. I don't have a daily target, but I am a routine morning worker outer, and uh, it's been great here yeah. to get steps all day. Uh, it's a beautiful place to walk. Last night we walked from sort of one end of the island to the other, and we had an option. Should we take a carriage? And it was such a gorgeous night. We said no. Yeah. Let's walk this one. This I is to be I went kicking and
0: screaming into the smartwatch thing. Oh, yeah. And now that I have it, past two days, I'm
1: just saying, 12,000
0: plus steps a day. Ooh, I'm good. I'm feeling for it. No, you. well, I, uh, that way I knew I could get the granola and the whatever thing this morning <laughs> and be okay, you know. Yeah, that's right. So it smart. worked out well. I might
1: have to modernize my watch.
0: Yeah. Okay. So what about uh, going forward? What are Mm -hmm. things that are on the docket for consumers' energy we should all be aware of?
1: Yeah, we are, I would suggest, at a a critical transition point for clean energy. Mm -hmm. And we are so proud to be leaders nationally. You know, Newsweek Magazine picked us as one of the top 10 greenest companies in the nation, flanked by Apple and J&J, not cleanest energy companies, cleanest companies. And that's because we've taken such strong action. We've retired seven of our coal plants already, Mm -hmm. of our 12. Mm -hmm. Uh, We have five more to go. We've announced that and we're replacing those five only with new renewable energy. We're able to leverage technology today that can change the landscape of Michigan's energy future. And I'm so proud that our team is so committed to reducing our carbon emissions. But what people don't necessarily know that when you retire coal plants, you also reduce your water usage, you reduce your waste to landfill, you clean the air by having no particulate emissions. Mm -hmm. We're in a hurry to get that transition done and uh, so happy that we don't have to make that sucker's choice of old. You know, that we used to say, you can have clean and expensive energy or the cheap and dirty stuff. What do you want? Mm -hmm. And we don't have to make that sucker's choice anymore. It's very affordable. Clean energy is actually more affordable. So we don't have to choose. We can have affordable and clean energy. We call that our clean and lean energy future for Michigan. And we're so proud to be leading that process.
0: See, just preceding you a few minutes ago was the head of the DNR. So when you talk about getting out and enjoying, that here we are in the centennial year, 100-year anniversary of our parks in Michigan clean
1: environment is top of mind for everybody who wants to get out go for yes, a walk or is. hike or whatever you know and we have 13 hydro facilities uh, so that creates these beautiful water you know it's water fueled energy emission free and uh, it creates some great canoeing and kayaking and some beautiful riverways all across the state it's a beautiful network and people really do take advantage of that we feel good about being able to provide that kind of environment too
0: well you should so a lot of good things going on including the anniversary
1: yeah so. 20 25 years that's pretty good I feel good about that
0: I'm I'm going on 38 this year oh my wife keeps coming home for dinner so I know I'm doing something okay so that's pretty good pretty soon it'll be another big year so we're good yeah well it's so nice to meet you
1: thank you nice to meet you too and thanks for all you're doing for our state well we love Michigan and uh, uh, I know you do too guy and it's just a pleasure to be with you good to see you thanks thank you
0: Next up is Brian Kelly. formerly he was the Lieutenant Governor of Michigan, serving alongside Governor Snyder. And in his current role, he is the President of Small Business Association of Michigan. So Brian Kelly is with us, former Lieutenant Governor of Michigan. It's good to see you.
2: Great to be with you. Thank you.
0: So we were just talking, no mileage this morning, no jogging up and down the hills on Mackinac for a well, good reason, always, right?
2: You always get mileage on Mackinac. <laughs> I know. But that's, it's walking. I, normally when I'm up here, I run around the island, usually more than once. It's an eight-mile, beautiful, scenic run yeah. around the island, and, and it doesn't matter to me what the weather is. I can appreciate all different types of weather, but I've got a marathon coming up in about 10 days. So I'm on the wind down for that, so no serious runs until then. So
0: when you do the 8-mile-plus circuit, does that take you out by the airport on the island? Is that where you go that It actually out that goes way?
2: right along the, the coastline. Oh, it does? Okay. Yeah, so it's literally around the outside rim of the island, and it's a relatively flat run. It yeah. is absolutely beautiful. You get a, a, a look, of course, at the, the lake and the shoreline, but, uh, but also St. Ignace in, the, in the, uh, the Upper Peninsula, the bridge. And as you, the way that I run it, and you come around and, and see the bridge and, and back, and the, ho- the Grand Hotel is up on oh, your left, yeah. it's a beautiful run.
0: Yeah, I got about 12,000 steps in yesterday. So I felt like I did something good, you know, yes, in, and, in the midst of busyness. And, there's, and there are lots of hills here. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's good, though. So now you move on to something new, Small Business Association of Michigan. And I know that this is, I heard somebody call this the Super Bowl of Schmoozerama, right? But your job now is to represent small businesses all across Michigan. Tell us about that and how the transition has gone in your life.
2: We have at the Small Business Association of Michigan, 27, almost 27,000 members and they're from every industry that you can think of mm-hmm. to be a part of sbam you just need to be small it doesn't matter what industry that you're okay. in and uh, and so the small businesses really are huge for the michigan economy makes up about 52 percent of the workforce uh, are, are from firms that have fewer than 100 employees mm-hmm. and this is really a, a a powerhouse in michigan and so it's an honor to represent them when i first started out my career I was in banking i did small business lending and then I worked a lot on policies that, uh, that made a difference for entrepreneurs and small business when I was in the legislature and the governor's office. And now it's kind of full circle to, to uh, head up this association and, uh, and, to, and to really work with small businesses and helping them to be successful.
0: And connecting the dots with this podcast, that's got to be an interesting role for you because how many small business people are worried or thinking at least about good health, Health insurance. I mean, all kinds of ideas that are going through their heads, right?
2: Healthcare is one of the most important issues, and we, we actually at, at the Small Business Association of Michigan enjoy a very strong partnership with Blue Cross Blue Shield in uh, in providing affordable healthcare to our members. And that partnership is one that goes way way back, and it's uh, it's one of the most important things that we do. But this is something that's always on the minds of our members. It is something that our um, that our small businesses really struggle with yeah. in making sure that they're attracting. If you want to attract the best talent, you have to provide the best benefits. And uh, to, so, for the small companies to compete with the bigger companies, uh, they have to find those solutions to offer the benefits that people expect today.
0: So let's talk about uh, you, your family, three children, right? So that's are right. you. When when Dad is a guy who will just grab his shoes and shorts and a T-shirt and do 8.2 miles, is that inspiration to kids or does that do they come with you? Like how does that influence your family's life?
2: Well, they don't come with me on the runs, <laughs> but my uh, my youngest daughter, who I taught to ride a bike right here on Mackinac Did Island really, a few uh, years ago. Um, we've taken to, I'll run and she'll ride the bike alongside me, which is really nice. I love to run. I'm a, I'm a social runner. I love to run with other people.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: there's nobody else in my family that runs the type of distances that I run, but my daughter now taking up biking, uh, It's it's been a great partnership.
0: Yeah, and what about the other kids? What Sports? I mean, what are they doing for fitness?
2: Yeah, in My uh, they, they're they all really engaged and really active. My son is, is mainly in marching band and, and jazz band, and he's got a little yeah, side yeah. band that he has too, but Uh, So he's really involved in uh, in music, but he also runs track and field and uh, in traditionally cross country as well. Mm -hmm. So um, so running isn't important. He's a more of a shorter distance runner. I'm I'm not as fast as him, but I can go a little longer. Yeah. And what about when
0: you travel the state? Because I know you are, are doing that a lot now. You have for a long time. Do you have favorite spots? Obviously, this could be one of them. But what are some other spots? Yeah, where Mackinac you got?
2: Island is definitely one of my favorites. There are so many trails. This is a trail state, yeah. and we have trails in excellent condition. Trails with paved surfaces all across the uh, all across our state. And so wherever you're at, uh, Kensington Park, for example, oh, is I one know. that has an amazing trail system in there. My hometown of Portland has. A uh, about a seven and a half mile trail system that is mm-hmm. that is awesome. I love the uh, the CIS trail, um, the Meyer Trail across three counties, Ionia, and in um, Shiawassee in Clinton County. It runs. It's an old railroad right track, but it truss bridges and all kinds of amazing. It's funny things. you say
0: that because I'm leaving here. My brother is in Tustin, south of Cadillac. Right. So there's a Meyer. There's a Meyer train, you know, reclaimed train area. Yes. I think it's some of it is still paved with limestone gravel, but maybe that's going to change soon. It is amazing how many trails are right in our backyards. This is five minutes from his house, and he and I never knew it was there until we went and hiked it. I've been on that trail. Have in fact,
2: you? I've been 20 miles on that trail. Wow. And it is some of the most scenic views yeah. that you, you'll take in. It's a beautiful, beautiful area.
0: And when it comes to other activities for you, is it purely running? Is there anything else you're doing for your own health?
2: Well, running is my is my favorite activity. Yeah. But what I found, though, in terms of just how I feel in my health, that as important as running is what I'm putting in my mouth. Yeah. But you can't outrun a bad diet. Even if somebody runs as much as me, it which I'm a marathon runner. I've got yeah. a marathon coming up in about 10 days. Um, even somebody runs as much as me... You cannot stay in good shape if you're eating junk, and so this is a really important, both in volume and content of, of what you're eating. And what I found is planning out makes a huge difference. So if I'm uh, if I think about the week and where I'm going to be, mm-hmm. if I don't plan it out, then you're more likely to stop by a convenience store or fast food or something like that just to kind of get something in between two other things. If you plan it ahead, you'll do way better in terms of your overall the quality of your overall diet
0: and are you a breakfast guy Do you have to have breakfast or
2: i don't always have to have yeah. breakfast i always i have something maybe it's a be a drink uh, in the morning i like that there are certain um protein bars that sure. i keep in my car all the time and, yeah. and so like if, if i don't have a lot of time i might uh, grab one of those as opposed to a, a, a less healthy option on the road yeah. but that's um but that that is a, an important aspect of, of having a balanced diet, and also not starving yourself all day and eating at the end. That was something when I was first starting out in office. I did a lot, and I put on 30 pounds while in office. I 30 pounds in the in the beginning of my time in office. It was in 2000, the end of 2011, when I started getting serious about my uh, about my health, and I with exercise and changing yeah. my diet and um, that 30 pounds is gone, and, and you it's were never coming back. And you were
0: in this time as well, or did you not have as much time to exercise?
2: I, that's when I started running.
0: Oh, I see. Oh, interesting. Yes, yeah,
2: so I've not been a runner my whole life. Wow.
0: See, I was a casual, like, three-mile-a-day guy. And it, uh, I would just hit the pavement and go for 25 years. So I've got a little knee issue to prove that I did it, but I would never do what you did. I never got into the really long distance. So that's awesome. It's, yeah.
2: it, I, I love it. It's a great stress reliever, yeah. but it's, and it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's an awesome cardio workout. Yeah. And I just love the way that, you know, sometimes people say I've never seen uh, somebody running. They don't look like they're happy. But for me, it's about how <laughs> I feel when I'm not running. You know, after I'm done, it's yeah. the way I feel for the rest of my life. I mean I like it, I love doing it, seeing the state but it it's like it, it might be sound counterintuitive, but not running makes me tired. I get tired so much easier when i when i don't have enough time to get out there and hit the pavement well
0: see because i'm here with you right now i hired a guy who's running for me and he's at about five miles Uh, yeah this is good i'm feeling really good right now (laughs) let
2: me know how it goes
0: it's good to see you likewise Uh, we've got i should point out we've got an upcoming episode on a healthier michigan that talks uh, we're talking with the dnr i mean there are 103 state parks it's the centennial this year and the trail system you're talking about, it is such a gem. Our
2: state parks and our trail system and the work that the DNR does, it's extraordinary.
0: Brian Kelly, good to see you. Pleasure, thank you. And now Ruthie Sutterth. Ruthie serves as the Senior Vice President over Public Affairs and Communications of the Michigan Health and Hospitals Association. She is also a gourmet cook. (laughs)
3: what <laughs> Ruthie Sutterth
0: joins us. She's the uh, Senior Vice President, Public Affairs and Communications at uh, Michigan Health and Hospital Association. It is good to see you.
4: Good morning. Thank you so much for having me. How is me. all
0: this going with someone who's involved in health care? Are you getting in your steps? Are you eating just fruit? Because people are watching us.
4: <laughs> I'm very glad to see the fruit and the yogurt on the breakfast bar because there are a lot of treats available throughout the day. So it's nice yeah. to have healthy options. That's really important. So tell yep. us
0: about some of the work with the Michigan Health and Hospitals Association.
4: So the MHA is in its 100th year this year, wow. so happy birthday to yeah. us. We're proud of that and have had a lot of decades of partnership with the Blues as well, so we appreciate chatting with you this morning. You know, the, the biggest change at the MHA in the last couple decades has really been that shift to focusing on advocacy and um, clinical issues to really starting to look at the health of our communities Mm -hmm. and how can we be a partner in improving the health of residents across Michigan. And so you know, we've been doing some exciting things in the space of our Keystone Center, which I think we'll talk a little bit more about, and that's really related to patient safety and quality work. But it also extends into health equity and making sure that different communities around the state are getting the care that they need We're talking a lot more about maternal health and the um, areas that we need to improve in that space Mm -hmm. and the discrepancies that occur in different communities when it comes to maternal health. We're talking a lot about behavioral health and the opioid crisis. Um, and how we're engaging in that. So um, there's a lot going on at the MHA these days. It's and with the MHA,
0: it's not just talking about it, It's actually moving the ball on some of those issues. We like right? to I mean, think so. Yeah, yeah absolutely.
4: Yeah. yeah, you know, our role is really as a convener. We bring hospitals across Michigan together with other partner organizations as well mm-hmm. to voluntarily kind of step up to the plate and decide how we're going to do good for the state of Michigan and um there's a lot of work to be done.
0: Yeah. And how do you get all the, how do you herd all the cats and dogs into
4: talking to each other? How does that work for you? You know, when you're around for 100 years. Yeah, um, and you look good. Oh, thank you. I know. I like to think so. Um, we are seen by our members as a trusted voice. And so when we say something is important and needs yeah. some attention, they believe us, luckily. And, you know, a lot of our members have been around longer than us, longer than 100 years. So they've seen what we've seen, and mm-hmm. it's been 100 years of really a partnership. And so we bring them together and um, with folks like Blue Cross and others, and we do the best we can to give them the resources and the tools they need to do the work. So
0: tell us more about the Keystone Center, because I know it's a, it's a big one.
4: Yes, the Keystone Center uh, for Patient Safety and Quality launched uh, 16 years ago now. And the Blues were an early financial supporter of that, which we greatly appreciate. And so they started in the space of best practices and evidence-based medicine, you know, checklists in the ICU, infection prevention, Mm. hand washing, you know, kind of some of those block and tackle kind of basics of healthcare and making it safer. And we really moved the needle on a lot of areas. Um, One example is that we've basically gotten rid of early elective deliveries for babies in Michigan. Moms used to be able to choose a date that was before 37 weeks and not necessarily in the best interest of the baby. And that's no longer the case, and babies are doing better for that. So that's one example Mm -hmm. that we've seen. And now it's really in the space of turning healthcare organizations and health systems into highly reliable organizations, where it's deeply ingrained in the culture that quality and safety is in everything we do. And it's everyone's job in the hospital to be a quality and safety officer, whether that's the janitorial staff, or the chief medical officer. So we've seen a great change in those 16 years.
0: And do you actually see it all trickling down right through management, leadership, all the way down?
4: And it has to start at the top. The leadership has to really be engaged and believe in the cause. Um, And we've seen a great deal of change in that space as well, as we've had, you know, CEO turnover over the years and the kind of new crop of leadership in hospitals today really see things differently. And we have more clinicians in leadership as well, which I Mm -hmm. think helps. Mm -hmm.
0: And don't you think that's good for all of us as consumers of healthcare? That we really feel that there's a certified seal of approval stamp somewhere that we're really confident that we're going to the places where we feel good.
4: Absolutely. Yeah. You know, everyone is a healthcare consumer at some point in their yeah. life. And so we all, as you know, as MHA staff, we believe in it strongly. We want to see our members doing the best that they can do. And they do as well. They, they end up in the hospital at some point as well. So another example of that is that we voluntarily published all hospital quality data on our Verify My Care website. It shows infection rates, C-section rates, all that stuff is out there for the public to look at. We want people understanding the care that they're gonna receive and mm-hmm. asking the right questions. So the consumer has to be an important part of the care team.
0: So we had uh, Brian Kelly, former Lieutenant Governor, yes. preceded you, he was sitting right there. And he talked about he loves to run. He's going on a marathon in a while, but it's all about what you eat. And I know it's not just all about what you eat for you. It's about the pictures you take yes. of what you create that you then eat. Tell us about the recipes and Instagram and this kind of blowing up in front of your eyes. Yeah, right?
4: it's been it's been growing steadily over the last year. Or so um, my Instagram account is what Ruthie made, and um, it's that's really what it's about is what I you know what I make for my family at home. Um, I believe that what you put in your body is the most important thing you can do for your own health yeah. that you can control. And so, you know, the biggest influence in my life and in my health was having parents who cooked their own food and taught me to cook and taught me the value of that. And I want to pass that on to my kids. But I also saw a lot of people in my circle that didn't have that, inf- that positive you know mm-hmm. role modeling. And so I thought, you know, maybe I can be that person for them and maybe I can share my recipes and my photos and help inspire them to make healthy choices.
0: And so what are some of your favorites? that are also healthy.
4: You know, Taco Tuesday is my probably all-time favorite, but I try Round to do it. turkey? A, yeah, healthy versions of that. Yeah. And so I think my go-to has really been um, these healthy kind of burrito bowls where you pull stuff together that you've got in the fridge. And um, I love to use, you know, frozen rice cauliflower or frozen rice. And, you know, make. I'm a busy mom, and so I like to find shortcuts that are still healthy. Make You know, make some protein at the beginning of the week and have it in there and throw yeah. together a burrito bowl, and there you go.
0: Do you know that we are we are probably serving more cauliflower itself just cutting it up, a little dash of olive mm-hmm. oil and then a little Parmesan cheese and throw it in the oven and Isn't bring it not delicious? It is the best with almost anything. Yes. There's nothing we've made it with that I didn't think that was a perfect addition.
4: Yeah. Roasted anything is yes. a winner in my book. Yeah. <laughs> Brown equals flavor. So, you know, adding that roasted uh, veggies is a great idea. And
0: so what are you doing then when, when you put your recipes together? Are you paying attention to the oils and uh, all the healthful ideas? Because it's not just about what you're making for your palate.
4: Absolutely. I've become a you know i don't like to follow recipes as much i'm not really a baker but i have started measuring the things that i put into my recipes so that i can tell people you know how much oil to use the healthier oil options healthier fats um, and so that's become important to me as well
0: so as a busy mom what are your fast go-to meals do you have an instant pot yet
4: I do. I got one for Christmas, and Aren't I love awesome? it. I was afraid to use it for a while. I was afraid it was going to explode, but it turns out it's safe. And so I use it all the time yeah. now. I said, you know, it's kind of that whole set it and forget it <laughs> um, thing. And so I, I love throwing some chicken in there with a can of salsa, and you walk away, and you have, you know, the perfect fajita filler or something like that. I love prepping, making eggs. If you don't have protein at home, eggs are cheap and easy to make and they're a great topping for you know any kind of meal. So those are the kinds of things I like to do throughout the week when I we, get home from work.
0: We've used a slow cooker, a crock pot for pea soup mm-hmm. for, I mean, decades, right? Yep, so And you I. soak the peas overnight, and all, and we get the Instapot, and I'm reading the recipe <laughs> online, and it's like, throw it in, throw it in, throw it in. Hit the button. It. it was under an hour. Yeah. The whole thing, boom.
4: It's pretty incredible oh, what we can do these days yeah. with food and technology, isn't uh, it?
0: All right, so give us the uh, web addresses again for where do you want to send us, including your own for the wonderful photos. Absolutely. Of-
4: Absolutely. So to learn more about the MHA, mha.org, pretty okay. easy. Verify My Care is where we have our, all our healthcare quality data, and that's Verify MI Care because that's what we like to do in Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then What Ruthie Made is my Instagram account, Ruthie Sutter. So you can find me on there and... I hope you'll follow along and, and get some good food ideas. So can
0: even someone, like, look at me. Can I learn from w- from your website about making something that I could impress my wife with?
4: I think you could, Chuck. Yeah? I really do. All
0: right. I'll do it. And I'll Great. send you a picture and you can let me know. You Please can score do. it.
4: Yeah, tag me. Tag away. <laughs>
0: okay, I sure will. Thanks so much. Good to see you, Ruthie. Thanks. Thanks for having me. And finally, Jennifer Leopard. She is the President and CEO of the Alzheimer's Association Greater Michigan Chapter. Since 2013, she's led a staff of 60 people across six statewide offices, serving many of Michigan's 180,000 individuals living with Alzheimer's. So I'm with Jennifer Leppard, CEO and President of the Alzheimer's Association Greater Michigan. It is good to see you. We've been seeing each other coming and going through this big policy conference. We have, yeah. yeah. Thanks so much for having
3: me. I had a great time. This is the first time I've ever been, and it was terrific.
0: What are takeaways for you from something like this in in the arena that you're in?
3: You know, just how many people there are that are impacted by this disease. Yeah. Um, it, it's been amazing because, you know, meeting all these people from all these business interests and political interests, but almost every conversation starts with, they see my name tag and they say, oh, I, I just lived through that or I just had this situation. So that's a sad takeaway. Right. But also how interested people are and and how much people want to become involved and help out. So it's been a great couple days.
0: So tell us about some of the important steps that we all should know.
3: Yeah, so there are 190,000 people in Michigan that we estimate are living with Alzheimer's disease right now. And Mm -hmm. that translates into almost 600,000 caregivers. And when you look at a disease like Alzheimer's that people have on average from between four to eight years, the most severe form of is about 40% of the time. So if you're looking with someone with the disease for eight years, that's almost four years that people are in the most severe yeah. need of care, which means ongoing 24-hour care. So when you're talking about a caregiver, you're not talking about someone just stopping in now and then. I mean, we're talking about people helping 24-7.
0: And we've lived through that, so we've lived through the visiting caretaker model. And of course, when there's a good economy, there's good news and bad news. The good news is it's a good economy for many. The bad news is everybody can find a job. And not everybody is gifted to be a good caretaker.
3: That is a great point. And that's one thing that I wish that I could really help families dealing with the disease think about, too. Because a lot of people, when they are confronted with this, kind of approach it that they're going to take care of their loved one. You know, it's been their wife for 40 years. And they don't realize how difficult it is. And with the disease so progressive, you know, you start out in one place and then it it evolves. And sometimes you really do have to bring in outside care. And a lot of people do have to go to assisted living. It just becomes a Mm -hmm. situation that cannot be maintained in the home. And that's very hard for people when they're dealing with their their wife, their mother. It's very, very hard for them.
0: So I'm proud to say that we have a son that literally a week ago defended his dissertation in neuroscience, got a PhD in neuroscience. That's terrific. Thank goodness he takes after his mother, right? (laughs) So it is terrific, and he's done some research. But tell us about the leading edge of research. How can we be encouraged whether we're dealing with it or for some of us as baby boomers, we're going to watch our 74 million age into it.
3: Yep, and you that right? that brings up a great piece of information is that really the biggest risk factor for developing Alzheimer's is age. And so people say, why are there so many more people developing Alzheimer's now? It's because we have an aging population and we're living longer. Yeah. We're curing other things. Right. People that are uh, live to 85, one in three of them will probably die with some form of dementia. So there's a ton of research going on. I mean, one of the things the Alzheimer's Association has been fighting for for years, just in the six years that I've been with the association, and the National Institute of Health used to invest $500 million a year in Alzheimer's research. Uh, we are now up to over $2 billion a year because of the advocacy work that our people have gone and, mm-hmm. and fought for. It's still less than almost any other disease. Um, so we'll continue to advocate for that. But what it has done is it has brought more researchers into the field. Someone like your son may have a career because they know that there's research funds mm-hmm. that they can apply mm-hmm. for. But there's research in just every avenue. There's research on plaques and tangles which are kind of the the formations in the brain that are the hallmarks of Alzheimer's so disease. So it's the
0: stuff that gums up the, the brain right? Exactly. That's yeah. a
3: perfect way to say it. Um, it's the stuff that I had someone explain to me once in a perfect way that you've got neurons that are talking to each other and so some of the drugs that people take and people are confused because they say aren't the drugs helping the drugs what they're doing is, is helping to maintain that connection a little bit longer but the fact is the disease are still pulling those neurons apart. Mm. Heart. Mm-hmm. So the drugs are helping to yell a little louder so they can still talk to each other, but eventually as they pull apart, they still don't work. Yeah. And so really it's the plaques and tangles, but also tons of research on prevention. One of the biggest areas of research is starting to look at people much younger because scientists believe that up to 20 years before you develop symptoms, that you are probably developing the hallmarks of Alzheimer's disease. And so really researching people way, way, way before in their thirties and forties, um, and then watching how the brain is developing. So it's it's a long-term process, but there is a lot of progress that's being made. One of the other areas that's really a focus is, is looking at prevention. And so one of the things that we like to talk about is what's good for the heart is good for the brain. And, mm-hmm. you know, people say, what can I do? You know, people are scared of this disease, but, you know, exercise, eating healthy. Um, and as I told one of my board members, no, that does not mean donuts.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's
3: uh, kind of the standard Mediterranean diet yeah, yeah. and exercising your brain, really keeping your brain engaged there's all sorts of studies that say that people have that have more education that are more socially involved have a lesser incidence of alzheimer's disease and you know i heard somebody just say recently if you do crossword puzzles all the time that's not exercising your brain because you're used to doing them you need to challenge your brain well, and do something new well it's kind of like lifting new.
0: weights if you get or going for a walk if exactly. you're always on a flat surface all the time your body sort of compensates and now you're not going to drop all the calories. Right? Exactly. So, so same thing with the brain? Yep. Wow. So
3: learn a new language, learn how to play an instrument, yeah. do something that is really a challenge for your brain. But do you
0: know, I just started boxing. You can probably tell that I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm a little, I'm shifty looking, right? So I just started boxing, but guess what they're doing? They're doing boxing with Parkinson's patients. Yes. And I know that <laughs> because of dance lessons, they're doing the same thing and they're watching people come in and obviously it's not a cure. But that connection, because of the foot movement, et cetera, and whatever's going on that's happening, they're seeing improvement in their life.
3: Yeah. Well, and we actually have a program that we're partnering with YMCAs across the state where we are doing a combination exercise program for people living with dementia and an education program. So they come in, they have an education conversation, and then they do some exercising. And
0: do you see results? I mean, do people
3: feel better? They do. They feel better. Which could be part of the deal. It's part of socialization and it's part of just keeping active um, and really, you know, keeping their strength up. So yeah, there's there's so many things. Another interesting thing uh, that people really, really respond to, and I don't know if you have had a chance to see the Glenn Campbell movie. It's a terrific movie, but the connection with music. I mean, you can have people yes. that are non-communicative, uh-huh. and you play music that is from their era, and they will know those lyrics, and they will. It, it's almost like a calming yep. effect for many of them.
0: Yeah, uh, we've just gone through this journey with my mom, as you and I talked about off mike, and it was a five and a half year process that we know of from diagnoses, right? Mm-hmm. So so much of what you're saying for her. Patsy Klein, genres that are unrelated, and polkas. I We could dance, and she could remember words to songs yep. like it was yesterday, right? And then there were other things that not so much. But it's, it's an interesting journey for a lot of us, and the caregiver part is so big. We've got to talk to you more when we have a lot more time, because Caregivers, think of it: if we've got that many people touched personally by Alzheimer's, that it's affecting them, how many caretakers around them? And then that question of, are you taking care of yourself?
3: And I'm so glad you brought that up because it is a huge issue. I mean, we see caregivers all the time that really are making themselves sick. Yeah. Um, because they they are so well intentioned; they want to care for their loved one. It's just an impossible journey. And yeah. so we really need caregivers just to, to step back. And say, what do I need to do for myself and what do I need to bring in? And that's one of the reasons that the Alzheimer's Association offers the care and support services that we have. You know, one thing that we tell, one of our best services is the 24 seven helpline, which is 1-800-272-3900. You can call it 24 seven and you can call to ask a question. You can call to ask to be referred to services and you can just call and say, I'm losing my mind. What should yeah, I do? Yeah. And, you know, sometimes even just having that outlet. And, uh, we also have care counselors that meet with families to talk about planning. Uh, we have education and support groups for people in early stages, in mid stages, in the caregivers, and they're run by volunteers. Most of our support groups, And so these are people that have lived the journey and want to be a help to other people. So there are resources. So I've
0: called that number and I've talked to somebody. We've also used your counselors out of Southfield to come speak to our family. My mom and dad were in Warren. So I've got firsthand knowledge of exactly the excellence at which you fly. Thank you. So I encourage everybody to call that. But uh, you've encouraged me, especially since this is about health and wellness, to do something. Tell us about the longest day. And I know you've got almost, what, two dozen walks across the state. We do.
3: There's no reason you can't come to a walk. We have them everywhere. So, Longest Day is our first event that's coming up this year. It's June 21st, which is the summer solstice. We like to describe it as the day with the most light, is the day we fight. And really, it's kind of a do it yourself um, engagement fundraiser activity. So, um, you have an opportunity, you know, let's say your mother loved to raft. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the things you could do is organize a rafting event, invite your friends and family, ask. Oh, cool. to make a donation and uh, so we have events going on all over the state it doesn't have to be on june 21st it can be any anytime we actually have a gentleman this year who's climbing mount kilimanjaro in honor of his wife come on and his goal is to raise about fifty thousand dollars doing that
0: you know i've climbed mount clemens it's uh, a <laughs> man it's a it's a hike
3: well you could do that for it's longest a, it's a place day. to start right <laughs> so, you know, you can find out about that by going to www.alz.org, and we're happy to talk to you and even help you with some ideas. We had one gentleman one year that did a great event. His mother, what he did is he got his whole family together and they did a tour through the small town that his mother had been through and stopped at kind of key points in his life and in, in her life. And Very cool. uh, it was cool. So, and then in the fall, we have our walks. We do have 23 walks across the state of Michigan. Our largest is in Detroit, uh, which is on August 24th, is at the Detroit Zoo. Last year, we had six attendees. And one of my takeaways from the walk, I'm always at the finish line thanking people for coming out and thanking to raise money. Last year we raised over $800,000 at walk. And the thing that amazes me every year is that people are thanking me they're they're thanking me for being able to come and oh, that's great. and have interaction and support with other people yeah
0: well it's good to see you what's the number again so we get it out it there? is
3: 272-3900-1800 okay. 272-3900, and we'd love to to have anybody call that needs anything and we'll do whatever we can to help you
0: all right well you had me at hello so we'll figure <laughs> out how i can do more than just here between the two tin cans and the string terrific okay? terrific thank you, you so much
3: for having me thanks
0: Thanks for listening to a Healthier Michigan podcast brought to you by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. If you want to check the show out online, go to a healthiermichigan.org podcast. You can get episodes, you can link them, you can forward them around, and you can also leave us a review or a rating on iTunes or Stitcher. To get new episodes on your smartphone or tablet, make sure you subscribe. You can do it at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just use your favorite podcast app.